Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Welcome to the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, Richard Tomlin, PRI and SCCA Endurance Race at MSR Houston. Boy, he sure does have a lot of initials. Later, a look at the stories making headlines this week. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Seekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us. Yes, he does. We have given him lots of of room to expand all of his titles that he has. SCCA, PRI, SEMA, head head potentate at Apex. Yeah, all of that. So, Richard, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, morning. We should put the title doing fun things with cars. Well, that, well, there's that. So we could throw that in there. I was told that we were going to talk to you on the road coming back from PRI, but clearly that is not the case. Yeah, my audio coming through from you guys is a little bit rough this morning, but yeah, I had planned on uh, being up this morning driving and catching a roadside visitation with you, but uh and coming in last night, the roadways cleared off about midnight, and I said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and drive the rest of the way in. So when everybody else fell asleep, we made the long run in, and 14 and a half hours door-to-door, so not a bad day. 14 awesome. and a half hours door-to-door. Door-to-door. From, from PRI. Tell was everybody that, was what... That, was that Vegas? No, Indianapolis. Oh, okay. So tell everybody what PRI is. Tell you about what? One more time. Tell everybody what PRI is. Oh, PRI is the Performance Racing Industrial Show. It happens in Indy um, right after SEMA. So uh, it is basically everything racing from um, who's making heads, who's making crankshafts, uh, to things like batteries. Uh, it's all there. It's all available. Unlike SEMA, where it's a lot more of a show-based, I say show like as in show car-based, PRI is actually what we use to build the cars, how we make them work and how we make them pretty. Um, not as much on the uh, decoration side of vehicles. It's actually the race side of vehicles. I got you. How many square feet is that, Richard? Too much. Um, I did 22 miles day one of walking. Holy cow. 22 so, so miles. They're a little different intent. I go there to see what I want to see, make make my lap, and uh, then I go back on the second day to see anything I missed the first day because it's so busy. There's, uh, you may want to talk to somebody at a booth, but you can't get in and talk to anybody because of how crowded it is, and that's why we skip Saturday too. It's just it's a, it's a very, very large show. I don't know the numbers compared to SEMA, but it's a completely different culture and feeling. And If you're in a racing, drag racing, circle track, um, road race any of that and you're not at pri you need to be sema is not where that show is at pri is where you want to be i you know when i when i think of a racing show with parts all i can think of is uh, engines uh transmissions uh connecting rods pistons right and maybe perhaps do they have chassis there that you can buy a lot of that, but you've also got all your safety equipment that comes into play as well. You've got your additional, you've got your seats. Um, suspension's a big deal. And then each one of the individual disciplines kind of has their focus. So you've got your circle of track to your drag racing, to your road racing, um, to your jet boats. 
that they had some of those there this year. They had drag race uh, sleds, uh, completely aluminum drag race sled. It was uh, pretty amazing. I've never seen one of those before. So a drag race sled. That would be something that, that Conrad and I would uh, do a tandem sled. Well, it's a snowmobile sled. Yeah. Uh, built to have aluminum to race on asphalt. Uh. <laughs> they basically put a drag slick around the belt instead of it being the belt for the snowmobile that you put in the snow to grab the snow. It's a Hoosier-style slick that wraps around it. It's got, like, rollerblades on the front instead of skis, and they drag the drag race these things, and the videos were absolutely astounding. So I'd seen videos before, but the videos they had there, I mean, picking the front we- skis up off the ground and just riding the rear track all the way down. Wow. With Amazing. super glue on your butt to stay on. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, all I can think of those nitro bikes that they race in the quarter mile. Well, they they spray a stick them on their on their seat and on their behind so they stay attached. I, I wouldn't know that. I'll just take your word for it. Let me take a look at that. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> hey, do you have any butt glue? Because that's what it is. They probably sell it at PRI. Do they? Did you find any butt glue there, Richard? I'm getting way too much echo and feedback. Yeah. I'm getting like every fifth word. Every fifth word. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't worry about it. And um, Okay. Uh, and uh, we, th- these two boys over here have got something going on, and I don't know what it is. But uh, I, I don't, what, What's con- interesting, Don, is yours was working a little bit back, and now yours is doing the same thing Conrad's yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I, I, can't, I can't answer that. That's so were, were you at PRI as a buyer or as well, a seller? If, if those guys can hear me, um, I will tell you that tomorrow we've got a CRE happening, which is basically a five-and-a-half-hour endurance race at MSR. Uh, we will be having this opportunity for people to come out and actually see the SCCA, learn a little bit about what we do in a low-pressure area. Um, basically, any cage car, we can get you out on track. But this is a good spectator event. We'll have some of the open-wheel cars there. Um, think Junior F1 style. Um, we'll also have some of the older spec racer Fords that will actually be out there running as well. So. We have about 50 cars out there tomorrow, so uh, swing by and see us at MSR Houston. Starts at 9 a.m. Cool. Great That's, invite. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm sorry for the uh, technical problems, but um, uh, can you hear us any better now? No, I guess not. I don't know what Mr. Mars is doing down there. but uh, We're just going to do a visit to Studio A is what we're going to have to do. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, we're going to try to fix that. So, Richard, it's great talking to you. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. All right. So, uh, at any rate, um, that was Richard Tomlin, Apex Auto Works. Uh, just got back PRI and um, endurance race coming up. Yeah, apparently he drove all night because that was the original deal. He was going to be well, that's on the said. road. They yeah. 14 hours, put yeah. 14 hours in and got back. Yeah. The roads were clear. Um, I ran across this. Uh, I, I try to find this every week. I don't get it every week, but um, I thought that I would. Give you some of the cars that sold on Hemmings Marketplace. All right. Because it's fun, and uh, I like to look at it. Dream on, brother. <laughs> 1972 Chevrolet Corvette convertible. Oh. A roadster, as it were. I don't know why they call it a roadster, but it's a roadster in the Corvette language. Hmm. 1972 Chevrolet Corvette, uh, ugly green. 
I'm not a. I'm not, I don't. Chevrolet called it ugly green. I think that's, a, I, what, that's what the code Don is Armstrong that? color. The code what? It sold for thirty-two thousand five hundred fifty-one dollars. Uh, here's one for Jeff, a nineteen ninety Cadillac Fleetwood De Elegance. Oh man. $10,500. It looks good. It's got your name written on it. Why you didn't buy it, I don't I know. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a whole zip code long. Yeah. Uh, here's another one from 1956. Uh, it doesn't say exactly what model it is, uh, but it's got the great big Hooters up front. 1956 Dagmars. 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 1956 Cadillac. Well, I like to call them Hooters. Sold for $18,900. And that was that Elvis Pink? Elvis Pink. Did you see that car? I just saw it over your shoulder, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a 59 Chevy Suburban, 31500 All that'd fixed a, up. That'd be a cool vehicle. Flame. There's some pictures for you. All right. Uh, a couple of other ones that I highlighted because uh, the Blazer is so hot. The old Blazer, the 78 Chevrolet K10. It's all loaded up, gussied up, white wall tires, the whole nine yards. Um, it sold for... $9,250. The Audi S8 from 2003, $7,500. That's a $100,000 car new. <laughs> I know it. Of course, it, it is 20 years old. Yeah. Let's not forget that. How about the 1965 Pontiac GTO? How much do you think something like that would sell for? 65 GTO. Depending on condition, thirty-five, twenty to thirty-five, forty-six thousand seven hundred and twenty-five dollars is probably what it's in pretty good for. condition. I yeah. would, I'd guess, it looks pretty nice, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, ask our friend that does uh, evaluations on cars, and he'll tell you. Oh, would he? Some, yeah. yeah, some of them look okay, but they ain't okay and under if the you paint. Know, my, yeah. Mine's step. There's my a five-foot car and a twenty-foot car. Here's one that I would be interested in: a two thousand and two. Jeep Wrangler looks like a pretty nice car. Twelve thousand six hundred dollars, not bad. But you don't know what it's been through. You could get it. So if you go to Hemmings, you could look at these cars, mm -hmm. cars like this, and find out pretty much based on the seller's description of the car, of what it is. But that, you, it's yeah, a, I'm selling you a car. Believe everything I say. Yeah, mm -hmm. twelve thousand six hundred dollars for the Wrangler. A uh, 63 Ford Galaxy 500 oh, convertible. nice. With, with uh, those ugly, ugly things on the back wheels, the side. Skirts. Skirts, fender yeah. skirts. I like them. $27,825. And 63, wasn't that still the year with uh, the jet exhaust taillights? There it is. Yeah. The 2003 BMW Z4. Stan Holt had one of these. That was an expensive two-seat sports car. The 2003 BMW Z4. This one sold for $13,360. You sure it stands and not Sheila's? That was a $100,000. probably Sheila's. No, it's not. It, well, well, not it at the time. Sheila's, it was. Yeah. No. No, this is long before that. Okay. Uh, 86 Ford F-150. 86 Ford F-150. 11 grand. It, it looks like, uh, you know, Farmer Don's truck with a camper on the back. $5,800. Oh. 
It's amazing how much it. value pickup trucks retain. Well, I don't, that's not much. Five thousand eight hundred bucks. Of course, it probably has three hundred thousand miles. Probably on it. knew it was a six thousand dollar truck. Well, there you go. Yeah. And it looks, it looks like one of those, you know, is beige and dark brown. Two-tone. Oh, yeah. Those are hot colors. Oh, yeah. You Boy, got that's it. got my name written all mm-hmm. over it. Not. But uh, at any rate, just to let you know that, you know, one of the things that I truly enjoy doing is going to Meekum Auction when it comes to NRG. Mm-hmm. Walk around. Look at the cars. You walk right up to them. Look inside them. But you can also get down on your hands and knees and look up underneath. And pray that you'll buy it. (laughs) (laughs) But some of those, pristine underneath, other ones are rust buckets under there. They look good on the outside, but ooh. Meekum was just last weekend, and they were at, uh, I think, somewhere in the Midwest. I think they were at Indy. I was going to say Indy. I think that they did that in conjunction with PRI. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it, and there was some... Some bargains early on, but that's normally the case. Early on in the auctions, they do the the more affordable rather than the exotics and, and the customs later on in the, in the weekend. I don't, I don't think it was indie that I watched. It was a couple of uh, shows ago that I watched uh, probably an hour, hour and a half. And, man, the prices were just all over the place. Yeah, they were. All no over consistency. the place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And last summer, muscle car prices were sky high. They seemed to calm down. Well, you were getting out of COVID, too, and everybody was anxious to spend a, you know, a little COVID bit of money. money. COVID money, yeah. And, and get their hot ride back in shape or sell it to get something else. That's my opinion. <laughs> Did you just shake your finger? I shook my finger. <laughs> and everybody, everybody who asked for his opinion. Yep. Uh-huh. All of you all. There you go. Um. Hey, by the way, we'd love to hear from you. Just shoot us an email. The address here is info at inwheeltime.com. Yep. We lost Mike. Well, Bobby Sparkman, was uh, he's on Facebook, and he said uh, that he'd be uh, happy to announce the next Hot Rod Tour of Texas when it's all settled on the show. Yeah. Oh, very so, good. Well, I reached out to him earlier. Uh, I guess it was this week, maybe last week, don't recall, but reached out to him and said, hey, man, you know, I've got my new calendar on the desk for 2023. I'm ready to pencil in some stuff, and I want to put the Hot Rod Tour of Texas on that. I had such a good time last year. I did that by myself uh, uh, from Victoria all the way up to just south of Fort Worth. Such a great time. Met all these wonderful people, all different kinds of cars and trucks. And people. And people, mm-hmm. and that's really what it was all about. Uh, just a great time, and it was it was a bunch, a bunch of cars, and we went up through and skirted part of uh, the hill country, uh, headed up north. And what a, what a great time! Stopped by the Spetzel Brewery, Shiner Beer, mm-hmm. and uh, had a I had a tour of that, and that that was tons of fun. I'm not sure exactly what uh, Mars is fiddling with over here, but He's it's trying to fix it worri- the sound output. It worries me. I will tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but at, at any rate, um, when you know when he's fiddling with wires, you we all he's just need plugging them in and we all them. need to be worried. Well, he's always got extra and he, wires. And, and the other thing is, is he's got that smile, that smirk on his face <laughs> as he does it. Okay, Mars, I've got your microphone on. Now you can. I was listening to you talking, and uh, best I can tell, 
the the Hot Rod Tour of Texas will be the last weekend of April. The, yes. Well, but he hasn't officially announced it. No, 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 no. Bob, they haven't announced anything, so it'll, it'll. Well, I know, but I saw a comment that he made. Somebody asked him, and he said, "Probably be that weekend, but yeah. it's not." Well, let's let let's when we have Mr. Sparkman on, let's let him do the announcement. Well, as soon as he's ready. We're and by the way, as a programming note, um, wanted to let everybody know that next weekend we are going to be at Tailpipes and Tacos. Yes, we are. At the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex out on 99, the Grand Parkway, and Kingsland Boulevard. And that show coincides with our hours, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be adult beverage, breakfast, beverages Which he's already partaking in. I'm trying to. Through an IV. Yeah. Well, you've got the breakfast tacos, and then you've got mimosas and uh, coffee and Bloody Marys. Marys. Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. And the proceeds go to Shirley's Kids, which is uh, her foundation. Shirley Muldowney. Shirley Muldowney. Yep. Yeah. So all the proceeds go Sparkman, to her. Mr. Sparkman just did say on Facebook, well, let's go ahead and spill some beans. <laughs> it you, will be the last weekend of April 2023, so mark your calendars, uh, and the route will be released live on the show with you guys. Mike, where is the route? Tell us where the route is, Mike. In Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's in Texas. Starts in Texas. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what the whole route is. I'm going to let him do it. Oh. I don't want to steal too much of his thunder. There you no, go. No. And I, I'm just going to say this and speculate a little bit, but not really give anything away. Speculate. You need a napkin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that, oh, that's it an It will not be the same route that we took last year. No. Well, he said that at the end of last year, that it's going to be different. I just wanted to yeah. go ahead and reiterate that. So I'm looking forward to putting that on the calendar. They're starting at uh, right out front here, Studio A. No, not. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no. put 300 people out here, on, yeah. 300 cars can, out here on the street. I can see Don's cars. neighbors yeah. loving that. That. Nah, that, w- that. that wouldn't go over well. But uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. And... Um, it's a great time of the year mm-hmm. to go on a tour like this. It's not too hot yet, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a ton of fun. So in April, you'll get some uh, fall flowers or some spring showers. flowers. April showers, yeah, and some April showers too. Yeah, we ran. They into bring that. May flowers. Thank you, Jeff. Which the pilgrims came over on the on Mayflower. Mayflowers. Yeah, just throw that in there. You know, we always try to hit on every level. Here on the Inwill Time Car Talk Show. <laughs> Many of them wondering why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff's mind is at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will not have, unfortunately, the uh, usual screw up for the NHRA drag race this year because there will not be one. Um, and we are going to have Seth Angel on in the coming weeks mm-hmm. and to talk about the end of of the racetrack out yeah. in Baytown. He did post a little bit of information on that this past week. Yeah. And I read that. So. so it won't go too far into the year of 2023. Mm-hmm. And if people and, want to see that, think, come to our uh, Facebook page. I think it's page. March, isn't it? March or April, April 1st. Here we go. Mike's got it down. I think they said April 1st was the last event they have scheduled. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. All yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Shall we do some news stories? Sure. Okay. I have some, as I always do. Or at least I try to. U.S. inventory of automobiles uh, grew by another 150,000 vehicles last, mi- last month to reach 1.61 million. 
giving dealers their best supply of new vehicles all year going into the last few weeks of 2022. Levels are up 78% from where they were a year earlier, according to Cox Automotive, but still are down substantially compared to where they were at the same point in 2019-2020. Which which makes sense because now you're starting to see some uh, incentive money come back into into play. Yep. Cox noted that high-performance cars, compact cars, and minivans were the segments with the tightest supplies. Minivans with the tightest supplies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go, Go figure that. At any rate, um, notably, electric vehicles had nearly a 50-day supply, Cox said, just under the national average for all segments. All seven of the automakers that continue to report monthly sales and inventory data recorded increases in their day's supply, with Ford Motor Company crossing over the two-month threshold for the first time since January of 2021, according to the Automotive News Research and Data Center. Um, Subaru was the only brand among those reporting whose day's supply remained in single digits, while Volvo and American Honda joined Ford in having at least 30 days supply. So what that means is that if you're in the market for a car, new car Mm -hmm. in particular, that there is inventory that is back on most dealers' lots, that depending on I, what model. I have been seeing transport trucks full. Yep. 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 Well, and that also means that probably used car trade-in values are going to decline. Right. Continue yeah, to they decline. started, yep. And, yes, I do have my Carvana story, and I will be giving that to you here momentarily. Mm-hmm. With a knife. I mean. It, dude. I don't, if they're you, if never you, ending. If you buy a car from Carvana, you'll be sorry. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Some of the recalls this week. Toyota Tundra for 2023. Incorrect load carrying capacity label. Uh-oh. We'll send you one in the mail. It won't be anything about load carrying, but it may be something about, uh, you know, the size of your shoes. Hmm. Um, location may be unavailable for emergency response. And BMW's 740i, 760i, and i7 for 2023. So your car is being recalled for that. Control module shutdown can reduce... And they want to know where it is. (laughs) Yeah. Control module shutdown can reduce engine power on the Audi A6, A6 All-Road, A7, RS6, RS7, S6, S7, 2019 through 2022 model years. Chrysler, uh, communication loss may cause an engine shutdown in the Jeep Wrangler for 2021 through 2023. Hmm. That's being recalled. Wow. Honda's rear-view camera may, may fail on the Ridgeline 2017 through 2019. Corroded harness connector may start a fire on the Nissan Rogue for 2017. A thermal event. A thermal event. Hmm? Side curtain airbags can deploy improperly on the Kia Sportage for 2023. Wow. That'll scare the critters out yeah. of you. That'll definitely do it. Wow. Uh, so those are the recalls. Um, EV, used EVs. You don't think about that, do you? I don't because I don't really care. But, <laughs> uh, but you don't really think about that. This year in an industry first, late model used electric vehicles held their value better than the market as a whole, according to Black Book, although only briefly. Alex Yurchenko, 
Good Irishman. Yeah. Chief data science officer for Black Book speculated higher gasoline prices made a difference. However, there's been a very steep drop in the percent of sticker price held by two to four-year-old EVs. Goes hand in hand with used cars. Mm-hmm. Just another used car. Black Book indicate, uh, indicates this started in July, about a month after a slightly milder plunge in retention began among all vehicles. By October, late model EVs had fallen below the market in the percentage of value held. I wonder when somebody, I'm assuming it'll be Consumer Reports, will come out with an analysis of battery life of an EV by brand. You know, Tesla batteries generally last X. GM batteries generally last Y. You know. I've uh, heard about five years is the most that you can get. But that's a je- somebody guessing yeah. that told me. Well, I, I think have- they've been out long enough to, that there should be enough data that somebody could put a report report together. Not me. But, uh, you know, I think that kind of sounds like something. Maybe we'll ask CR next time we have him on the show if that's, if that's a test that they're going to run or analysis that they can well, share. Yeah. And who would collect data like that? Who would collect that data? Well, well the manufacturers. The manufacturer, yeah. I imagine the manufacturers. But would. are they going to report it? Well, it, the data probably comes in through their warranty system. And, and no, they probably won't report that. And I've said this before, last week I believe it was, that you have these advertisements where the, the vehicle will get 300 miles range. That's great. What is it going to take to charge that vehicle up to get an additional 300? Like the, you use the 300-mile range. How long does it take to get another 300-mile range in it? You could walk 300 miles. Well, I'm just saying that they're not posting that. There's nothing in all of the fine print of these commercials and these advertisements that you need to, you need to charge it up for 48 hours to get that no, true, or two true, days. True. So there's nothing uh, written or discussed. or Well, that all, varies. that all varies on what type of charger you're running. Well, that's true, but why isn't and then, that stated? And then when you're using the fast chargers and you're cycling the battery that much deeper, harder, hotter, you know, does that um, dissolve the life cycle of the battery? Is well, that posted? No. From what I hear and read, that it, it decreases yeah. the longevity well, it's like of the battery. like your phone or anything else that you charge up. They say you don't, don't charge it up continually, let it go down and come back up. But there's nothing stated that we've got 300-mile range. Great. It takes three days to charge it back up, but you've got 300-mile range. That's my beef. So you can only go three miles finger again. every three days. Yeah, something like that. I mean, whatever it is, I don't know the number, but why isn't it stated? Well, and, you know, and then you've got a lot of uh, manufacturers jumping into various motorsports with their hybrid, um, uh, electric hybrid-powered prototype race cars. They just ran this past weekend uh, the IMSA crowd at uh, Daytona trying to um, look at what the uh, performance is going to be of the new electric hybrids that they were having. There were nine cars representing four manufacturers. Acura, who's the returning champion, BMW, Cadillac, Porsche. They were all on the track over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamborghini is going to follow them in in 2024 um, with the potential for even more um, manufacturers coming to IMSA on their prototype program. Now, these cars are going to be Le Mans type prototypes 
you know, the uh, the cars in IMSA, the DPI cars that they've run for so many years, did not qualify for the 24 Hours of Le Mans just because the car wasn't certified for You're Le Mans. You're talking about the Daytona prototypes. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, now now the new uh, DP or now the new GTP cars will qualify for Daytona. All right, is, time is, now for a quick break. We're going to be right back. You're on the Inwheel Time Car Talk Show on iHeartRadio. Starting to work on your Christmas calendar? Be sure to add the next Tailpipes and Tacos cruise in Saturday, December 17th. You'll want to attend Tailpipes and Tacos Christmas Edition at the Loopy Tortilla in Katy, 8 to 11 a.m. It's the only place cruisers compete for Loopy's Chili Pepper Trophies and other prizes. There's no charge to enter your vehicle for Best Hot Rod, Best Classic, or Best Modern Classic. Tailpipes and Tacos is Houston's coolest and most unique cruise-in and is your opportunity to see the best hot rods, show cars, classics, and resto mods and get Loopy Tortilla Breakfast Tacos with adult beverages. There's no entry fee and cars will automatically compete for those much sought-after custom Loopy trophies and other prizes. It happens at the Loopy Tortilla Tax Max in Katy on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10. It's the Tailpipes and Tacos Christmas Edition, Saturday, December 17th. The in-wheel time car talk show will be there, too. Celebrate the Christmas season with friends and family at Tailpipes and Tacos. Saturday morning, December 17th, 8 to 11. We'll see you then, weather permitting. Want to take a minute to tell you about Gulf Coast Auto Shield, a Houston detail company like no other. Gulf Coast Auto Shield offers paint correction services that'll give your car, truck, or SUV a like-new shine. Afterwards, you'll want to protect it with a professionally installed nano-ceramic coating or protection film. Worried about your very expensive windshield getting damaged, broken, or cracked? Let Gulf Coast Auto Shield install ExoShield, a windshield protection film. Give John Gray a call today or check out their website, gcautoshield.com. Hey, whether you own a new, ultra-expensive, exotic, or a five-year-old Suburban, Gulf Coast Auto Shield will help keep your investment looking like the day it rolled off the assembly line. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is conveniently located on the South Sam Houston Parkway, just south of I-69, the Southwest Freeway. Meet the staff and check out all of their services online right now at gcautoshield.com. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.